this heaven? No. It's Iowa. Ben, we got to spend our whole budget on this. We got one shot. We got to sign Chris Murray as our podcast sponsor. I'm sorry. Why don't we get that Wemby guy? Isn't he just supposed to be the greatest? He's too expensive. Tackle? We can't get the first pick. He's the first pick. We we got to get Chris I'm, Murray's going to be like the 15th pick. We got to spend all of our budget on him. That's all we we got. One. What shot do you like this. about Chris Murray's game? What is it that's so appealing to you? I, I, here's the pitch. We. He's the ultimate first-round loser. He loses in the first round all the time, can't win a game in the NCAA tournament, and we'll guarantee he's joining the Loser Podcast, the Pot of Dreams. Oh, oh that makes sense. You're a Timberwolves fan. You're a big fan of first-round exits. Makes sense. All right, I'm sold. Never pass the first round, baby. We're talking air on the Pot of Dreams. 1984 has been a tough year. Our sales are down. Our growth is down. Sonny, I brought you in here to grow the basketball business. People don't know what the hell a Nike is. What's a Converse? NBA All-Star shoe. There's nothing cool about Nike. You would have to have a pretty compelling pitch. I can tell them the one thing the other companies can't compete with. Our basketball division is terrible. I do not love it. This is where you come up with a brilliant idea that no one else can see. Let's hear it. I got it. I found him. Who's that? Jesus? Can't afford it. I'm willing to bet my career on one guy. My name's Sonny Vaccaro. I'm with Nike. Do you typically make it a habit of showing up at people's front doors unannounced? I don't like to take no for an answer. Oh, man. Here we go. You ask me what I do here. This is what I do. I find you players, and I feel it this time. Okay, it's risky. When you were selling sneakers out of the back of your Plymouth, that was risky. Don't change that now. For a rookie? Yes. Who's never set foot on an NBA court. That's the literal definition of rookie. Yeah. What's the plan? We build a shoe line around just him. I need the greatest basketball shoe that's ever been made. Who's the player? Michael Jordan. You'll motor I believe in your son. I believe he's the future. And his story is going to make us want to fly. But a shoe is just a shoe. Until my son steps into it. Got a name for it? Air Jordan. I don't know. Seriously? Maybe it'll grow on me. Okay, welcome everybody to the Pot of Dreams. This is Ben and Eric. If you listen, we will keep on. You all ready for this? We're talking b-ball, basketball. Uh, Air is a film, a major motion picture that was released in 2023 this year, and it's about Michael Jordan. Well, it's not really about Michael Jordan. It's about the shoe that he wore. What is this it, is a, it is about Michael Jordan, I think. Ultimately, we'll we'll get there because we start off and it's about Nike and their attempts to claim the shoe market. 
And then, and it's about Matt Matt Damon's job, and it's about the basketball division. He's of Nike. the star of the movie. Matt Damon plays Sonny Vaccaro, who was like a talent scout for Nike. Uh, what his role was was a little unclear. He spent most of his time in watching video. I don't know. That was the whole thing. I mean, they talked about that in the movie. But yeah, he he, he went to high school games. He had the idea to have a sponsor high school basketball games. He's isn't that a little weird though? A guy that just goes <clears throat> to high school games and talks to high school players all the time. I think it's a little weird, but. Isn't that scouting at college and yeah, I guess pros weird. to a lesser extent? I mean, people were definitely watching LeBron James's games in high school. Uh, I mean, like like a a website geared around scouting players. What would who would ever yeah. think of something like that? Caring is creepy, baby. <laughs> woo woo. Um, yeah, no, it's it is weird. I guess his job is ostensibly to grow the tennis the tennis the sneaker division basketball shoe division of nike he's just giving tennis shoes away to high school players what kind of business model is that well it's a it's a shitty one i guess i don't know that but yeah i don't know we start off we see how converse has most of the market and then it's adidas and nike has the what third, uh, what, you, what did you say what is that adidas what do you say adidas say, say that again adidas what is it adidas okay that's how most did i say add you said Aditi. Aditi. Okay. Adidas. Actually, my wife told me an antidote. Like, she told me this whole story. I guess there you was a You just said pocket. antidote, and you meant to say anecdote. Oh, my anecdote. God. Anecdote. The C didn't come out. Um, yeah, I got it's it. A, it's an antidote for this podcast. But um, she told me this, she, there was a podcast she listened to about the formation of Adidas, how it's a German company, which I don't Did you know that before this movie? No. Anyways. I, I learned uh, that. It's actually pronounced Adidas, apparently. Okay. Is is what she told me when she listened to that. That the company's not Adidas. We always call it Adidas, but it's not. It's Adidas. All day I dream of sex. That's Chris Tucker. No, it's just what kids used to say back in the on the streets. Oh, they gave it an acronym. I don't remember. I mean, I was a nineties kid, so Nike ruled. It was it was the shoe company for athletes only and cool kids. Po- only after Michael Jordan, which we of learned course. But my point movie. is, I grew up in that era, so. Adidas and Converse to a much lesser extent. <laughs> Re- cool. Reebok had a had a. Oh, that's right. Reebok took a swing. Yeah, Reebok. Does Reebok even exist good. anymore? No idea. I am not a shoe guy. I've never been a shoe guy. Did never you ever have end ones? The Stefan Marbury branded shoe. I doubt it. If I had ever gotten shoes for like Christmas or birthday, I would have been disappointed. I'd be. Like, I don't think I've ever owned a pair of Nike shoes. I, I probably own Nikes, but I certainly didn't have any Air Jordans. Those shits were too expensive for sure. my family. Sure. Sure. No, I have a pa- actually, I have a pair of Jumpman shorts. Nike Jordan Jumpman shorts. My favorite pair of shorts. They're so comfortable. I love them. Abs- this is not a paid Bottom advertising. Dream, sponsored by Jumpman shorts. Jumpman shorts. Uh, no, see, but see, that is this a movie just an advertisement for Nike? I would... And, and Amazon, so you buy Nikes on Amazon. Like it's such a weird idea. This whole the whole thing for this movie is like it, it's an interesting anecdote that like, hey, did you know at one point Nike was like the fourth tier sports brand, and all it was was running shoes. Ha ha ha! Until Jordan came along, let's make a movie about that. Like, is it worth a whole film on this interesting anecdote? So yeah, here's where. I came into this movie like completely not on board because I don't give a shit about Nike. I don't give a shit about shoes. Um, I don't care about market shares or Phil Knight. Um, I don't really care about Jordan either. And for a really? while, you, Jordan does. Did you ever watch him play? 
I saw some finals games. I watched all of the the finals. WGN must have been on. You had the that, games right? were on. Okay. The games were on, but we I, had I that really here too. Had WGN. Here I watched too. the finals. I was a Super Sonics fan, so I was hoping for the Sonics to beat the Bulls when they went, you know, whatever seventy-two. No chance. That, they swept them, wasn't it? Four or nothing. No, it was. They they forced them into six games. So I mean, it, they had no chance, but they made it six games. So whatever they won two games against. Oh, it was the Rockets that swept the Sonics, right? And did I, the Sonics I make the finals twice. No, they only made the final. They pro- they might have gotten swept at some other point, but they only made the finals once um, in the 90s. Um, so I saw that. I mean, I remember the shot against, was it Brian Russell in game one of the Jazz, I think? He kind of shoves him sort of. That was the, the to win, no, that was game six, was game six? to win okay. the title after the flu game. We were just before we recorded. We were just yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't remember. I don't have the chronology. I, I didn't like Jordan. He's excellent at basketball. I'm not saying he sucks. I, I just never was as into Jordan as everybody else was. You're, you're a Minnesota kid. Were you a Jordan fan? No, but I want, I mean, I, that's, I absolutely loved the NBA then like that was like all i did was watch basketball games okay i, ha- I actually have a take i was okay. th- i formulated it just this last weekend and here's my take i think jordan it, this is might be just outlandish to say would be like a mid-tier basketball player now i really okay. think like if you look at his shot making ability versus the way the guys can shoot now on, like when he made those turnaround fadeaways, it was like, oh my god, nobody could do that. Now everybody can make that shot. Sure. Now maybe he would have evolved differently, but, but he he there were seasons where he made like ten three pointers. Yeah. Like he was not a three point shooter at all. Maybe he would have evolved into that, but honestly, I think he would have been like a mid tier player in this era. Well, but, with the game he had in '90s, sure, that was when people didn't realize. Oh wait. He'd have been a great defender. He'd have been a lockdown defender. We should shoot a lot more threes. Um, uh, There were three points instead of two. We should shoot more of them. He wasn't a very good three-point shooter. (laughs) How much much do you think he spent practicing three-pointers, though? I don't know. He's a professional basketball player. I don't know. I don't know. He's supposedly the greatest player ever to play. At the end of this movie, I don't know if you caught that. Eric Lane thinks Michael Jordan sucks, and if you like him, you're a loser. I think he would be a mid-tier player right now. Slap yourself in the face. He'd be Jimmy Butler. He'd be Jimmy Butler. Okay. Michael Jordan was basically Jimmy Butler. Is he mid-tier, or wouldn't you call Jimmy Butler upper-tier? I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, is he one of the 20 best players in the maybe, NBA, 25? Maybe 20 best, yeah. That, yeah, Jordan would be a that'd 20 be best upper, player. That'd be, that'd be not mid-tier. You'd call that upper tier. Okay. I would. Okay. I, I he, don't know. He wouldn't I, be in the Steph Curry-LeBron camp okay. if he played right now. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't have a strong take on like how good Jordan would be. I, I don't care. I mean, I just don't care about the... Who's better, Jordan or LeBron James? But I don't, I don't care. know if you, if you caught it at the end of this movie. It told me that he, Michael Jordan went on to become the greatest basketball player ever. Well, this is the this is so I don't know the if you movie had that. me. I did catch that. I caught a couple of scenes earlier where the movie basically gets on its knees and fillets Michael Jordan. Um, that's the point where it lost me for a while. I was like, you know what? I don't care about this movie really, but it's winning me over. The performances there, are solid enough. There were some the scenes that was, I, I, I vacillated. I was like, I, I don't think I like this. And then it was like, there's some something charming about this story. Yeah, You're it wasn't right. amazing. I wasn't yeah. like head over heels. I was like, all right, it's kind of working. It's more good than not. You it's, know what it was? Is Bateman. Bateman kind of got me a bit in this movie. He's like, he's doing a good enough job holding this together. He's kind of funny. He's like hanging out with the boys, you know, 
but he's got a little heart. He takes yeah. it down to reality. He's like, yeah. yeah, it's cool. You're confident. You're a single guy. You've got money put away and you'll find another job somewhere. You're a gambler. Something. Yeah, you're a gambler. He's a gambler. Yeah. Absolutely. And you're convinced. And, and it's weird because the tension shouldn't work because we already know. Yeah, Jordan went with Nike. We already know that when the movie starts. We know he has an incredible basketball career. We know that Matt Damon's character is right. Like he sees how great he is. And it does a good enough job of setting the stage where there was some ambiguity. And I don't know. I was born in 1984. So I don't know if in 1983 and 84 people were like, I don't know. How good is Jordan? Is he too short? Well, he was the third pick. I mean, that did happen. Yeah. But then it was because they thought, oh, we need centers and we don't want duplicative skill sets. So we're going with Hakeem Elijah. That was was the interesting thing with the guy at the gas station where he's like, oh, no, Sam Bowie's going to be the guy. Because the Nike's in the. Seattle or, or Portland area, whatever the Where's North Portland or yeah, Northwest. I think it was Oregon. Yeah. So basically, it's like the Blazers pick Bowie, and they're like, oh yeah, well, he's definitely gonna be better than Jordan. So there were people that obviously thought that, you know, sure. otherwise Jordan would have been the first pick, no, no matter. So I mean, you do it again, he's the first pick, you know, every time. But of course, and we but we see like in hindsight, it's everybody claims they knew, and but I you see that the draft is a crapshoot. And players what just a draft! Elijah Barkley, Jordan, John Stockton, yeah. incredible. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it was a, apparently a great year, but it was working for me. Like I was like, despite the fact that everything about this, I really don't care about Nike at all. I don't care about their success. I don't want them to make a bunch of money making shoes and grow their market share. I don't care. I was like, God, you know what? The eighty soundtrack. It's pretty well shot. The performance the 80s soundtrack, the good songs. It was a little heavy-handed. <laughs> oh, though. it was it was relentless. It was yeah. just like, was like it was relentless. Twenty-five songs is like okay, we don't need this many. And that screams a, the first thing you get is eighty-four, eighties, eighties, eighties. Well, and they're, pl- they're 80s, playing 80s, the little 80s. games. Yeah, it's just like total nostalgia overload. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's like oh, okay. Yeah, they're playing the little super old football dot game mm-hmm. handheld thing. Um. But it worked for quite a while for me. I was like, you know what? You know, yeah, Jason B says there's actual consequences to you being wrong. You have a lot less to lose. And you see their shots of the office, like, okay, you know, Matt Damon's choice will dictate the success of all of these people in the office. They'll lose their jobs. And okay, there's some stakes here. And it just kind of works. And the Phil Knight is played as kind of a doofus, which is kind of funny. I mean, I didn't laugh out loud, haha, but it's like, okay. You're making Phil Knight look kind of like an idiot. That kind of works for me, right? He just seems to make dopey choices throughout the movie. Um, just seems like a silly CEO who's out of touch. Fine. But it loses me towards the very end at the pitch, right? They orchestrated this pitch for just plot reasons. He eventually gets Jordan to come out to their office in Oregon, I think. And they've got a big pitch and a game plan and they're they're going to sell him a specific shoe or they're going to have the shoe be his shoe. They're going to call him Air Jordans. They're going to change the color scheme and they're going to pay the fines. And they're also very desperate. Obviously, they're super desperate and they need Jordan, which is also why they agree to stuff. And we're going through, we're seeing the meeting, we're seeing the pitch, it's kind of working. And then at one point, like they're showing this really stupid highlight reel of just Jordan making shots. And it's clearly bad. It's clearly terrible. Everybody looks around and knows that it's bad. Matt Damon turns it off. And gives them that speech. They lose me at that Damon speech, which Matt Damon says, you matter. You're immortal. All this stuff's going to happen to you. So predictable. But you're special. 
you're immortal. We're going to all be forgotten. It's like, oh, God. I thought a better a better pitch would have been what he said earlier when he was watching the highlight about how th- that last play of the NCAA tournament where he's like, you know, look at look at this play. You got James Worthy, you got Sam Perkins on the team, and they're like, this isn't a play running for um, Worthy, who you know ends up being a Hall of Famer. He's like, it's a play for the freshman Michael Jordan who's standing in the corner, and he's Worthy's just the decoy, and Jordan's sure. sitting there cool as shit, knowing he's about to take the biggest shot of his entire life to win the national championship, and just fucking sinks it. Like that would have been the better pitch to him. Like this is what we see in you. This is what Nike is gonna do for you. Is is show the world that you're the guy. And and we believe in you. That, I thought that would have been a way better, a way more convincing. Like, oh shit! Yeah. Like, we see I this, like and the world doesn't. You know, I like that better than you're so special and wonderful. Like in ten thousand years, or whatever is remaining for humanity or AI, they're gonna be like, wow, Michael Jordan was so good at basketball ten thousand years ago. Hooray. But so much of Michael Jordan's legend is this: the Nike Branding. and the fucking money and the market. Of course, oh, I think, and we also oh Jordan. You know, people get pissed that I even said Jordan wouldn't be the greatest player. It's like, why do you fucking care so much? You only care so much because of this fucking shit, the legend that they built into him because of his shoes and his brand, and and not really just what he did on the court. You know what I mean? Like that's the, that's the part that bugs me a little bit about it. Is we you know we sure. we tie that to his legend, and I I think it's stupid. This is a, this is like business. This is all economics. It has nothing to do with his fucking basketball abilities. Yeah, well, it has a little bit to do with his basketball abilities, but, I mean, he won Rookie of the Year, and he was pretty much awesome right out of the gate. But, I mean, he spent the entire part of the 80s basically not making the playoffs or losing to the Pistons. Um, so, I mean, it took a while. They had to build the team around him, and then, yes, they had, a, a you know, the dynasty of the 90s, basically, while the Cowboys, too. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just this stuff. It's like, but, oh, my so- God, I don't love Jordan enough for this team to work. It turned me off. Like I, I love that we didn't never saw his face. Sure. I really thought that that was done super well, and that we didn't really see the shoe until the very end of reveal. Like I, I, there's some. Ben, sure. By the way, Ben Affleck directed this movie too, and like there's it, some interesting directorial choices. It's solid I think. as far as the filmmaking. I don't yeah. look at this and think this filmmaking's terrible or bad. It's like it works pretty well. Some some silly choices, yeah, a lot. I didn't Probably think Matt Damon music. was very good. I thought he was fine, just perfectly fine. Not great. Just there was very, very little to him, and I, there you could sure. see the seams of it. I thought his acting was very like obvious. Like, sure, well, you could tell sure. he was acting. And it's not a nuanced role, really. It's like, okay, you're the guy that you need it for your job, you need it for the company. You see how great he is, like, and then you just put all your chips on. Leaned into him being this degenerate gambler, like that would have been more interesting i don't know yeah we only see him gambling in the beginning and then they he references it with phil knight later on but yeah it's like not like a single guy thing. gambles all his money away spends all this sh- money that he doesn't have like that would have been way more interesting of a character than sure and there would have been more dramatic tension but it's also just we know he's right so it's like okay he's gonna win he's gonna get it he's gonna be vindicated but the problem well there's a lot of problems because again that scene where he just talks about how wonderful and magical and he's a, he's god incarnate um, that lost me. That's when I was like, okay, I think I'm out. And then when Michael Jordan's mom calls and says, we'll sign the paperwork, but we need a percentage of sales. And then Matt Damon equivocates horribly. And then you just have to watch him squirm and flinch. Like, I don't, that's not how business is done. You get like a, a licensing fee and, you know, we just, 
that's not and he just like stutters and so it was like you just gave the speech about how he was jesus christ on a basketball court and now you're worried about this other stuff all of a sudden get over yeah it didn't make sense he should have been like yeah whatever whatever he needs is sign with us We'll all be rich beyond, like, yeah. Like or like, I don't think I can get them to agree to that. But you're right. He he deserves it. He's special. Uh, they'll probably say no, but you're right. That and was so, it. Was also frustrating to me because I was thinking, and obviously knowing that that's how it's done now. But I was like, why didn't he just offer him a percentage of the shoe? The whole like the whole time I'm thinking like, oh, we only have two hundred fifty thousand. We can't outbid Adidas or or whatever. Like I'm like, well, just offer him a percentage. Like. But there's all this stuff Just like the NBA that. isn't the NBA is going to explode in the 90s, right? Like the NBA at this point in the mid 80s is not that big of a league as it's going to get. No, they, they were, and they reference in the movie that it, the playoff games were on tape delay; they weren't aired live. Right, and Jordan's going to also be part of why the NBA gets so popular. He's not the only well, one like that. Charles I Barkley, think other people, and well, Shaquille so, O'Neal. And, okay, well, here's so here's the thing. Uh, last summer there was a show called uh, Winning Time on HBO. And it's about this same era in the NBA, uh, maybe five years earlier, early 80s. Right, uh, just when before this. Magic Johnson was originally drafted. And it's like the same idea as this movie, except it's about Magic Johnson. And that, and that show articulates that Magic Johnson is the greatest basketball player ever to have ever come out next to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and basically makes the NBA what it is by playing against Larry Bird. And there's actually a scene in that where Phil Knight pitches Magic Johnson Nike, and Magic Johnson's like, what's Nike? It's like, uh, running shoes? Like, get out of here. And then they make this little joke, like, ha ah, someday Nike's going to matter. And then it's like, a, you know, it does. Yeah, oh, yeah, we it does. You're right. But, like, that little blip is, like, basically the idea for this movie. It's like, oh, yeah, there was a time where Nike wasn't much of a – it didn't have much of a share. And then Michael Jordan comes along. Anyways, I just thought, like – that show kind of does exactly what this movie does to a certain extent and is a little more entertaining because it's actually about the basketball and not just about the, you know, business of it. Yeah. I don't know, but those are the two scenes where like, I was like, I'm out. You didn't have the courage of your convictions and your convictions are kind of shitty. My point is I think, I think Michael or uh, Magic Johnson and Larry Bird would have something to say a little bit about. Of course it's not one player, but that uh, Michael Jordan's responsible for the NBA becoming. Well, my, Magic Johnson has said that there's Jordan and there's everybody else. I mean, he said that at one point in time, but it doesn't matter. Yes, their rivalry in the 80s made a lot of people who don't live in Boston or L.A. or on the coast want to watch basketball and care about what happened in the playoffs. And they had a lot of epic games. And, yeah, Charles Barkley's fun. I mean, Carl Malone and John Stockton, there are tons of players. I, I was a big fan of Gary Payton and Sean Kemp in the 90s. I mean, lots of different players and teams and Whatever. I mean, Hakeem Olajuwon is obviously quite good at basketball. Um, so, I don't know, but yeah, it's like they, the timing's right, they have Jordan, <laughs> he's really good, he's really popular, and the league's about to explode, and then they make all this money. Okay. I mean, that's fine. That's fine. And then we just get clips of Jordan at the end over the credits, and it's like, oh boy. And we have to hear how, you know, much money he makes, and then we hear about how Phil Knight... $400 million a year Yep. And just passive income that he makes yep. from that deal that he made with Nike. Yeah, that's fine. Almost Whatever. half a billion dollars. That's a fine. Year. He deserves his share. Like, okay, I, that that's totally reasonable. He's for, he's for Nike, Nike ripping off kids in the inner city. Sure, is basically correct. what it is. Yeah, sure. 
Exactly. But yes. with with uh, items made by children in China. Correct. And then they have one line where they mention that, and then they get over it. Like yeah. Jason Abrams, like I don't like that that eighty percent of our stuff is manufactured in Taiwan, but he doesn't. I mean, he keeps his job as VP of marketing or whatever. Um, and then we hear Phil Knight gave two billion dollars to charity. I'm like, what? Am I really supposed to sympathize with Phil Knight even slightly? Dude's worth forty billion. I don't care that he gave two billion to charity. Don't care, even slightly. Dude's got a stupid amount of money. I don't care. I'm not on his side. I wouldn't have cared if Jordan didn't sign Nike and Nike crumbled or whatever and went into running shoe obscure. I don't care. But it lost me on those two scenes, and that's it. Just couldn't win me back. And that's really kind of what it comes down to. I don't know. Like it's got some charm. It's well directed, but it's ugh. Just don't love, I just don't love Jordan, you know? I don't know. I think Jordan is less special than this movie does. Uh, I think there was a quote from Scottie Pippen just the last week oh, or the right, week before yes. where basically said Jordan was awful to play with and he hated it, hated sure. playing with him. Oh, I'm sure a he was a lunatic. Teammate. Yeah, I'm sure he was a lunatic. I'm sure he yelled and screamed all the time and blamed everybody else all the time but himself. I'm sure. I'm sure that's what it was like playing with Jordan. And, you know, it's not like Michael Jordan won any championships without Scottie Pippen on the team. So I don't know. Well, like if Scottie Pippen doesn't come along, they have some much shittier player. Are the Bulls so wonderful in the 90s? Probably not. I mean, him and him and Pippen. Did you watch the uh, the Last Dance documentary? No. See, I didn't care. I was like, I, I don't oh, I don't want I, that's I more branding. Ri- I was riveted. Oh, dude, it's so good. <laughs> It's more Jordan branding. I just don't care. Like the mythology, the mythos, how wonderful the Bulls were, how magical it was. Like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't want to watch 10 hours or however long it was about Michael Jordan and the Bulls winning a bunch of championships. Don't care. Not for me. I'm just not, I'm not onto that, but I'm glad. I mean, everybody said it was really good. It's incredible. If That's you fine. like sports at all, like it's just. I see. If you don't like it, it means you don't like sports at all. Fair enough. Then I guess I don't like sports at all. My sports fandom is an illusion. Because I don't care about the last dates. There aren't any. Well, BJ Armstrong's in there. He gets a little shout out. He's a little Hawkeye, right? Doesn't be sure. I, I don't care. That doesn't. I. I don't care. I don't. I don't I, if someday they make a Keegan Murray documentary about him taking the Sacramento Kings to an NBA championship or something, I. I don't. I'm not going to want to watch that. I don't care. It just doesn't appeal to me at all. Like I just don't get the appeal. All the behind-the-scenes stuff. What's like Keegan I, Murray's ceiling? Is he Scottie Pippen? Is his ceiling Scottie Pippen? He's, he's got a little Scottie Pippen to him. He's probably a better shooter than Scottie Pippen was. Well, yeah, but see, that's my point about all this. Like all Today's players are better shooters than players in the 90s, like full stop. But the, would he be the, as good as shot-making ability is a thousand times better now than it was then. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Would he be as good of a defender? I mean, Jordan and, and Pippen were just one of the, I mean, just an incredible defensive Elite, duo. elite I, defenders, yeah. It was just, like, very difficult to score points. And they played uh, every game. I mean, they you know, right. they didn't just sit out like today's guys do. Yeah, got soft. They played millennials. hard. Yeah. Millennials, minors, now Gen Z babies. Gah, pathetic. The 90s, back when men were men sports were sports. Yeah. Man, if I were a Timberwolves fan, I just I'd pick it until he just was kicked off the team. Embarrassing. We need more Iowa guys, I think. Can we oh. trade Towns for Chris Murray? Is it Chris or? Well, he's not. I mean, he hasn't been drafted guy? yet. He's up in the draft. I don't know right. when did the Timberwolves pick. They traded all their picks away to for Gobert. 
Can we get some picks for? Well, Chris he's Murray? gonna probably go in the teens somewhere. I don't know where the lottery cut is. Lottery cut off sixteen. When does the when does it? When do you go for being a lottery? It's half 13. the teams, I think. Well, yeah, I think that's it's not 13. half. Is there's only twenty six NBA teams? No, there's thirty two. Okay. Uh, but if maybe maybe sixteen. That, that's, that's what I, that's what I yeah. thought. That's what my mouth was was sixteen. So he's probably right on the a fringe lottery pick, like middle teens, late teens, somewhere in there. I'll go. Keegan uh, was w- picked way too late. He should have been a top three pick. Hey. Uh, don't blame me, man. I, I was on the hype train. He's been incredible. He's super fun to watch. His sophomore year, sadly, they lost to Richmond. In the Does first he have round. his own shoe? Can we get him some Nike shoes? Uh, sure. Hopefully, we can get him on the pod too. He can he can talk about hair and how much he loves Jordan or doesn't. I don't know. I mean, at some point, like we're gonna see this is already happening, right? Like people that are like 22 or whatever, they've grown up watching LeBron James. And for them, Michael Jordan's just some old guy who played basketball before they were born. In the same way, like, less and less people care about Julius Irving yeah, and less dude, and less you people were born, care about... A lot of these guys were born in the 2000s right. that are in the NBA, right? Like, Anthony Edwards never watched Michael Jordan play basketball. Yeah, or, yeah, c- correct. Like, very few people. So, like, going to care. Like, and at some point, like, Magic Johnson's going to just get older and older. People aren't going to care. It's just like... How many people care about Bill Russell? A few of the hardcore basketball nerds, but you know, people he's just gonna be some guy that played basketball a long time ago. That's that's where this is headed. Uh, so I don't think I, I, I ever watched Larry Bird play. I don't have a memory of watching Larry Bird play. My only Larry Bird memory is the McDonald's commercial with him and Jordan. Do you remember that commercial? Yeah, where they were taking shots to one of them Spike Lee? McDonald's. Spike Lee was in it too, wasn't he? I have no idea. Um but is somebody like I, I think they like, playing you know, horse? Aren't they playing horse? Correct. Larry yeah. Bird's like in the gym with McDonald's, and Michael yeah. Jordan's like, "I'll play you for the McDonald's that you bought." Yeah. I think Spike Lee, Spike Lee directed that commercial. If I yeah. remember, yeah, correctly. That, that's what I. That's my only like real Larry. But he Bird was already memory. retired at that point. Yeah, that, this isn't any actual game, and I I don't even hardly remember the Bulls' first dynasty run. I mean, I remember. I the didn't image. watch pre pre him playing baseball i don't think i watched right. any of that that's kind of where it really my memory yeah. really kind of kicks in i have a vague memory of him getting the championship and crying you know and uh, i don't know that image that image seeped through the media to me as a kid but i you know i don't know i distinctly remember him coming back wearing number 45 i remember the his first game back was like the fucking biggest deal it you know and i was i don't know 12 or whatever sure. 14 but that was a big deal. His press release, press release was just, I'm back. That's it. Yeah. And and what a bizarre, I mean, that's... It was like mid, end of the season too, wasn't it? Like in the yeah, spring? Yeah, it came back for the last like 17 games. Yeah. yeah it was mid-season. I, see, that that story is one that is true. The baffling choice, I mean, I know his dad loved baseball, but still like to, to be a, probably the very best player in the NBA at the time, or at least very close. I don't want to argue about that, but like a top three player or whatever well, in 94... And then you leave to go play baseball for two years. You know the conspiracy, right? It's a conspiracy. So he had ties to like a gambling semi-mafia guy. Oh, what? Yeah. Michael Jordan gambled a lot. I don't know if you knew that about him. He spent a lot of money. Uh, You just want to tear him down. You just want to tear a great man down. This is all – it was in in The Last Dance, his association with this uh, semi-mafia. I don't know if he's a mafia guy, but he was involved in gambling. Okay. And the theory is he was he bet so much money on sports, he started betting on basketball games. And that the NBA was going to suspend him for 
multiple seasons, like Pete Rose, you know, Pete Rose is exiled from baseball for betting on games, right? But they were going to do the same thing to him. And he agreed to retire and stop playing. Then why was he able to come back? Suspended. Because he was gone for long enough. He was like, basically okay. served his suspension. Okay. But they agreed to not publicize suspension because it would hurt the league and hurt his that, legacy. That's fascinating. Cause there are, there are almost no stories like that. where like, yeah, Bo Jackson played two sports, but like a player who's at the just absolute top of the game, the best player in the be- you know in their sport. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go do this other sport for two years and not be particularly good at it. Like, I'm just gonna be in the minor leagues, like not making the pros because I'm just not good at that. Yeah, um, and, like if LeBron instead of going to Miami was like, I'm gonna play football. Right, like, I'm gonna like, be a tight end. Yeah, for the bro, like, just what would be so insane. It's just like weird to even think about that really happened. And then he, you know, he comes back and yeah, they don't like miss a beat. Basically he's just every bit as good when he comes back. Um, it's bizarre. Um, but no, I didn't, I didn't see the last dance. And then that montage where we see like, Oh, the media's reporting on his affair and they say mean things about him. Like, uh, you know, I don't really have a lot of pity for Michael Jordan as far as media. I also goes. with this movie, like I really like Chris Tucker. He's got a special place in my heart. He was not very good in this movie. I thought he was I, fine. I mean, I he has think he two scenes. A whole lot. No, he doesn't add a whole lot. He has two scenes, maybe three. Like he just doesn't doesn't add a lot. But he, he's fine. I mean, that's how I feel about almost all these performances. They're fine. The only one that's nuanced really is Jason Bateman, and then uh, Phil Knight is played as a dope. So I guess that's all right. But, uh, yeah. See, I think Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are legitimately bad actors. Like, I don't think they're good at acting. I I, I would say they're mediocre, but I guess we're, Matt Damon's, we're talking to Matt Damon's charming. He's like Mark Wahlberg. Do you think Mark Wahlberg is a good actor? No, I think Mark, I think Mark Wahlberg is worse than both of them. No, I don't think Mark Wahlberg is a good actor at all. Maybe he's but, worse than both of them, but I, I honestly I think Ben Affleck is like legit bad. What what, what has he ever say? been good in? Well, I was gonna say, what are their best performances? Either one. What, what Matt is, Damon probably talented Mr. Ripley. He's really good that. in that movie. Okay. Like I mean, like he's he's re- the Martian. Did you see that? Like he's super charming and yeah, like I, I see. I think that's fine. He's totally fine. He's in like the an yeah, affable he's, guy. Like he's sure. He, that's all that role takes. Like he's an affable, likable scientist. Stuck on Mars. Okay. That's fine. But yeah, I wouldn't call it great. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a nuanced one. I mean, I, li- I like him and Ben Affleck in Dogma. Um, I mean, they just kind of bicker and argue about stuff, and they're silly, and they're like pretentious, but that's part of what that role needs. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think of... Yeah, I would, there's just nothing I would say, man, this is a just great performance from either one of them. But I've heard fewer. I think, man, they're out and out bad. I mean, Ben Affleck was bad in Mallrats for sure. Um, but I like, think he's bad in just about everything. I think he's fine in Argo. Again, fine, not great. Like, a, okay. yeah, he's he's okay in Argo. You're right. That like, he's fine. all right. You're like, it's it's not a problem. He's actually better when he's directing himself. I think. Okay. It's, like the town, he's okay in the town. I, I barely remember that movie. I think that sounds right. I remember him being. That's probably his, his best movie that I that he's made. I think. Okay. I, I I never liked the town nearly as much as everybody else. It seemed like a movie that Bros thought was really deep and and it's a I bank robbery like, movie. It's not deep. Like, it's cool. Oh, I didn't think it was that cool. It's like I, I don't care about these guys. They aren't interesting to me. But um, neither here nor there. I like Argo more than I like uh, the town. 
Argos, at least, you know, this is going to be a political thriller and it hits all the right buttons. It's almost like this. Like, it's almost directing by the numbers. It's solid. It hits the beats. But there's also just, like, no tension. We know Matt Damon's right. Matt Damon's character doesn't really grow. He's the lead. In the end, he's maybe going to start jogging. I did appreciate that. Like, okay, maybe he's going to start jogging. He tries to jog. He's like, nah, this is stupid. Not going to jog. And he calls out Phil Knight a few times. Like, oh, you're a Buddhist, but you have a great colored whatever kind of car he had. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't think we're that far off. I probably like him a little better than you, but they're, they're not going to make my top 100 actors of all time list. But I think, yeah, they're fine. In the right role. They're just, they're like, to me, the epitome of talentless white dudes that get yeah. get work just because, well, I, I don't know. Because there's they're, so many roles written for talentless white guys. Well, I mean, this one is, did, did Ben Un- Unoffensive ben, white men. Did Matt Damon and Ben Affleck write this one? I don't think so. Okay. I'm just thinking of like Goodwill Hunting. We just no, played Boston guy. It. Boston guy in Goodwill Hunting. But like, yeah, ben, ben, there's there's Ben Affleck, like Armageddon. Or he's bad in it. Or Pearl Harbor. Like he's bad. Like he's literally not not a good actor in those things. I think. Uh, I've not seen Pearl Harbor. I have zero interest in ever watching Pearl Harbor. And he's terrible in it. Um, what was the first one you said? Oh, Armageddon. Armageddon. Armageddon's a bad movie, but it's kind of entertaining in a bad way. I mean, the whole premise is stupid. Um, but yeah, I don't think he's good in that. But I, I don't know. I <clears throat> Sure, they're mediocre white guys. That's fine. They, they're they somewhat charming, somewhat good looking. There's a plethora of roles for them. Okay. I mean, Matt Damon was good in uh, Interstellar. Like kind of a jerk. Was he? Okay. For five minutes good. being an sure. asshole. Sure. Yeah, exactly. That's right. I, mean, I don't have a lot more to say about air. I mean, if you paid a lick of attention, you know what's going to happen. You know how it's going to end. You know there's like well, no actual dramatic tension in the movie. Really. I was going to say, it's an interesting, there's a bunch of these type of movies coming out now. So okay. There's like a movie about Tetris, like how Tetris started. There's a movie about Blackberry, about the beginnings of Blackberry. Like these, and, and the I cell suppose, phone? Yeah, the, the, okay. the, yeah, the okay. smartphone. Okay. Um, okay. I suppose social network is kind of in this vein. Sure. Social network is probably the best version of this, but just like like corporate beginnings, like sure. or, or product beginnings of like you know business being created. I, is that an interesting story, a genre? I I don't know. I guess maybe maybe it can be if it's done well. But like like I think the social network is, is such a good job because you're you're not cheering for what they're creating. You're actually kind of scared of what they're doing. And, you know, you're not hoping, Oh, I can't, I hope I can't wait for Zuckerberg to make this thing, Facebook and I cheer for him and he'll make a lot of money and become this powerful guy. It's, it's sad what he's, and there doing. are no hardly any good guys in that Andrew Garfield a little bit, but it's all just like rich Harvard people but fighting over. He money. made a product because he, nobody liked him. And right. he didn't have any friends, and like it's sad. Whereas this movie is just, oh, you made a shoe and you made a lot of money because you signed this pl- guy who was good at what you yeah, paid him to do. Correct, like, he's a superstar, and you gave him a, a slice of the profits. Okay. There's just nothing interesting about that. Like I said, it's it's there's an it's an anecdote. It's like, hey, you know, Nike's the biggest sports brand that exists now. It's on all the NBA jerseys, and it's everywhere. Like 
there was a time when it wasn't that, and they almost went out of business. Like, did you know that? <laughs> oh, no, I didn't know that. Cool. Now and I got they it. made it more about the flukiness of it all that would have been more interesting to me. We just, like, hinted at that. Like, there's one line about how Phil Knight was maybe going to call it Dimension 6, and the graphic, the swoop, was, like, just happened to be this, like, graphic that was made by somebody that he paid... 20 bucks to make it in 1971 and how the success is kind of arbitrary, but it doesn't steer that route. We get, I really hated it. It cut to the rules, the corporate oh, rules. Oh yeah. I hated ball. those. Yeah. Just kept getting those interstitials periodically. You're always on offense all the time. Like, oh God. Please stop with this like corporate nonsense, like make it look like a fluke. Cause yeah, it was, they were, yeah, they took a big risk, but they were also very lucky because they were desperate. They gave him a percentage of the shoe sales. Okay. And they're right. He was a superstar and the NBA was about to explode. Okay. But the guy who's like, right. And you know, he's right. And he never seriously doubts himself until the very, very end for some reason. Where's the tension? Not, not a lot of it really. Like it's going to turn out how you think it's going to turn out. I yeah. liked the. Uh, I did like the guy that made the shoes. He kind of charmed me. The, the nerdy guy. Oh yeah, who, I, I, I he's, he's on my five degrees. I, I really like that guy. He was he was good. It was like yeah, he was it was him and Jason Bateman were my two favorite characters. That he just uh, loved the shoe too much. Yeah. And he was like, all right, you're weirding people out here, guy. Yeah, right. Like he's this guy who's just super into shoes. Like his passion was shoemaking. And he finally got to just design his dream shoe. It's like, all right, I'm happy for that guy at least. He's a guy I genuinely loves shoe making. Nobody else does. Everybody else just wants to make money. But he's like, I, I want shoes to exist. And he's like, oh, yes, pay the fine. Then I don't have to be limited in my creations anymore. It's, yeah, like, it's like Frankenstein, you know. Literally, it's monster. like Jason Baseman's character revolutionized sports marketing. He's like, I don't care about sports marketing. Why the fuck do I care? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did like the agent, too, I guess. See, that was one of the things, like, he's just such an overt Peter asshole. Falk? Yeah. Or uh, Dave, Dave Falk. I, I, he was he is like the super agent. I I remember that was like back in the day, and then he's kind of ran the NBA for the most part. Okay, see, and I don't know, but like him chewing out Matt Damon, that that part, yeah. I, I that got an actual chuckle for me. It's like, okay, this is pretty funny. Like somebody's just saying insane things to you on the phone, and you just like smiling and holding the phone away. It's David Falk, yeah, that David, was. Yeah. So those are three performances I like, but yeah, I mean, I don't have a lot else to say. It's a movie that is in love What'd with you shoes. Uh, two and a half. I kind of you could talk me into two, but you know if you really love Michael Jordan and you think he's so amazing and you you worship at the altar and you think oh Michael Jordan, you'll get a big kick out of the movie and you'll really enjoy it. You'll cheer for Matt Damon because he knew how great Jordan was going to be and you can just both revel in his greatness. Um, as a casual viewer, it's it's okay. Uh, it works, but then it, it's just so in love with Michael Jordan that it's like is off-putting to me. That's the biggest thing. Like I, I, I can't go with you anymore. We're done. You love him too much. I don't yeah. need the montage of his life at the end. Nope, sorry. But what about you? Yeah, I give it three stars. Uh, you know, similar to you. Um, and but see, the thing is, like, this is like seriously tailored towards me. I love the NBA. It's my favorite sport to watch basketball the 90s was my coming of this was the more 80s than it was 90s it was 
really more of an 80s movie. Um, but all you know, of that's the when drugs, I grew up. Sure. But I don't remember that era of the NBA because uh, I was, you know, a wee lad at that Jordan, time. Yeah, but Jordan was everywhere in the 90s. I mean, his dynasty run was all the 90s. I mean, it was all, all Jordan right. all the time. I don't, in the 80s, there might have been at least some splits with other players. I don't know. I mean, I just I remember all the, it was always Jordan number one, and there was just no nuance or debate about that ever in the 90s, to my recollection. Well, yeah, what I'm saying is I should love this movie. It's, uh, sure. it's everything, you know, but I, I think it's because it's just about a product that's made, made a lot of money and is very successful, and Michael Jordan is really more just a product in this movie. He's not a person. He, you don't even see his face. He's just a, a marketing ploy. This movie's more about, like, the yep. success of a marketing campaign than it is anything like, yep. you know, the Air Jordan. Oh my God, that name. Uh, what was it? The agent that came up with it? Was it the Peter guy that designed the shoe? But like, that was what a, what a brilliant marketing strategy that when he talks about, makes the joke about just do it, how it was like a, wasn't something about Nazis or something like that. Like, no, there, so um, you know, Chris Tucker's character has, a, a, tells a, a story that I think is ultimately fake where it's like, a guy was going to be executed. He said, do you have any last words? Oh, that's and he right. said, just do it. Just do it. Yeah. And that's that where they it. stole it. But like, that's been very successful. Like the jump man silhouette, like very like, okay, I don't care. You made a lot of money. Great. Sure. And Jordan got his, Jordan got his piece. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Good for him. That's fine. It didn't. I mean, good up, good ups for his mom to sure. be like, I actually liked Violet. We didn't talk about Violet Davis. She's, she's, okay. she's solid. She doesn't have a lot to do, unfortunately. No, but I, I liked that. Sure, she's like, it was so minor. I assumed it was a clerical mistake. Like just assuming that 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 was what was he was going to get paid. That it's interesting that they didn't know that 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 was ex- expected. That's kind of a big miss on their part. They they hadn't even thought of it. That's what I was just saying the whole time. I'm like, did they not think to offer him a share in the shoe? Like. They didn't, you know, they didn't think about to, it. They didn't want to share the profits. And, you know, they wouldn't consider it because they, they're they greedy give... fucks. That's Correct. why. Yeah. Correct. And her point is like, well, you can get them to, to give you a slice just sometimes when they'll do it out of greed. And yeah. she knew like, okay, they're desperate enough that they'll probably do it. Like Nike needs this more than Converse or Adidas needs us. So Adidas. Adidas. <laughs> sometimes I don't, sometimes I miss the A, you know? It's okay. Um, so, yeah, especially when I go fast. I, I've said it to, to my wife, actually, before she made fun of me. So apparently when I go fast, I say Adidas instead of Adidas. Um, um, but, you know, yeah, it's a nice performance. She doesn't have a lot to do, but she's good. You know, I, I don't think there are any bad – I have no performances that I thought were bad in this movie. They're all – The dad was oh. charming, Jordan's dad. Yeah. That's also tied into the whole theory is that he was actually executed by the mafia. It wasn't a random okay. killing. Okay. Because of debts that Jordan refused to pay. The, give me a crazy movie about that. That's more interesting to me. Yeah, than, it's called The Last Dance. But the, the Last Dance is just about that. Just no, about those no, two there's, years. There's a half episode where they, I have, so I get like 25 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Give me give me a full movie fictionalized portrayal. Give me the drama conspiracy version of him well, just gambling. Actually, I hope Winning Time film. does a season on Jordan. On I probably won't because it's all about the Lakers, but. Yeah, it seems unlikely. Especially since the last dance has already come out, like, yeah. how much new is there to say about the '90s era Bulls or the late '80s? If you want to talk about the struggles, but 
yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, you're so you're somebody who the movie's for, and it sort of worked for you, but not as well as it should. Yeah, I think if you're a fan of, of Jordan and sneakers and branding and it's marketing. also rated r too which is a weird choice to make this movie rated r is it just because like, there's a bunch of fucks in it it must be i don't know like you could have made this more of a family movie yeah it's got almost got to be the, specifically the agent rant he swears a bunch yeah. that alone probably moves it it's into a weird choice like, sure i think about that now with kids is like I could have probably just watched this with them. They wouldn't have liked it, but <laughs> you could have forced them to watch this movie. I, I forced them to watch Ant-Man and the Wasp and the Quantumania. You watched that? I forced them to. It was. You forced yourself to watch it. Why well, did you do that to yourself? Because I don't know. It's a more grown it's man. A family movie. So we were having family movie night, and I forced them to watch that. We talked it about how we're out of the MCU. Trash, garbage, awful. Okay. Okay. It's well, completely trash. But I'll add it to my not gonna watch. I could have made MCs. them watch this, but it's rated R. And they could have been yelling at me to turn this off too. Sure. I mean, no, we're watching. Damn it, Michael Jordan's gonna get his shoe. He's Who's gonna Michael make so Jordan, much money, you guys. This is gonna, He's gonna cause Nike's market share is gonna grow by. He's gonna make four hundred million dollars a year. Oh my gosh, this is gonna be an extra eighteen billion for Phil Knight. This is huge. He's gonna be able to buy the Oregon I mean, that, I guess Ducks. That, is Jordan like a a sympathetic person in any way, shape, or form? Like he's one of the richest, most successful people ever, but he kind of sucks. Like overall, like I wouldn't want to be friends with him. And does he even have? Has he actual done any friends? good? At all? I'm sure he's got a foundation. He probably paid for the foundation. Well, the movie sure. says his mom has has the she runs the foundation to help. I'm sure some of his money has gone to some decent causes, like every rich person ever. I mean, that's not really that exceptional. Also, it's just tax person. breaks. It's like sure. might as well give but money he's got, away he's instead worth of paying two billion. Tax he's worth two billion, and he gets apparently three to four hundred million every year for doing nothing. He's got a private jet. His life's really cush. He does he still own the Wizards? So uh, he never thing. owned the Wizards. He what owned the Charlotte Hornets. Oh, got it. Okay. Uh, I think he's in the process of selling his share. He's been one of the absolute worst owners in the history of professional sports. And that's coming from a Timberwolves fan, by the way. Well, the, are there, how many players are actually good at running a team? Like, a, is that, have there been any good, like, former players that become owners that do a good job? I become guess John owners? Allen. No. Um, I mean, like, Larry Bird was a pretty successful general manager. Like he ran the Pacers when they were pretty good. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, making like personnel decisions. In the Reggie Miller era, I don't even know when this it was. Uh, Post Reggie Miller, like Ron Artest. Okay. Uh, Jermaine O'Neal era. Okay. Malice in the Palace, kind of. I mean, they didn't win any titles, but they were like. A but they weren't. They weren't horribly run. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think sometimes players just don't key in on the right things and they probably get attached to certain skill sets that maybe aren't great. I don't know. But but like okay. most like great players don't make great coaches. <laughs> most, right. you know, most of the good coaches are either like failed players or um, not not players at all. I mean, Eric Spolster was like a film. He was basically Sonny Vaccaro for the Miami Heat. He's like a film scout guy. And now he's you know, one of the greatest coaches ever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you bummed he's not coaching your Timberwolves? I am, yeah. Okay. You trade him straight up for whoever's straight coaching up. to. Yeah. Okay. Trade okay. towns for him straight up. Okay. 
Towns and the coach for Arizona. Okay, interesting. All right. Well, you mentioned it earlier, the sneaker guy. Okay, yeah. You're starting your five degrees. Five degrees field dream. So from air. Which uh, the actor's name is Matthew Mayer. Um, he's like one of those guys you see. He's got like a weird face. Yeah, he talks yeah. really funny. Um, you know him when you see him. Uh, he was in a movie called Marriage Story. He was just one of the act, the theater actors in the movie. Oh, in Adam Driver's company. His play, yeah, yeah, yeah. the theater company. Um, Adam sure. Driver is the star of that movie. He's in a movie called The Report. Um, it's about the 9-11 commission report. Huh? And Annette Benning plays Diane Feinstein, the senator, who still won't retire for whatever reason, holding up huh? Jewish nominees. She's like 80 years old. She can barely talk. Do you think it's because Just you're retire. sexist? I think you're no, saying that because she's a woman. No, it's that. She's barely alive. She I think you need to retire. examine your biases. Uh, Annette Benning's in a movie called Open Range with our Lord and Savior, Kevin Costner. All right. Sounds good. All right. I mean, I went with uh, our guy, Jason Bateman. Um, he's in a movie called Teen Wolf 2, T-O-O. Have you ever seen Teen Wolf 2? No, but I started watching. So I listened to Smart List, the podcast Jason Bateman's on. I don't, have you ever heard of this? Is this no. a revelation to you? Okay. So well, he has a, a podcast. deep revelation. Okay. Um, and on HBO Max, or just Max now, it's not even HBO um, there's like a, a docu-series about them going on tour for Smartless. And okay. anyways, it's it's kind of cool. If you like the podcast, it's an interesting. We should go on tour. You think we can get a tour going? Oh, I'm that? sure we can fill arenas of people. <laughs> but the, uh, one, item. one of the stops they make, they're, I can't remember where they are, but uh, Will Arnett, who's also on Smartless, gives them a ton of shit for Teen Wolf too. He's like just ragging on them for how bad that movie is. That was funny. Yeah, I, I mean, I saw it a long time ago, and it's it's not good. I mean, never seen it. I never seen the, it. The original Teen Wolf isn't really good. I, it's kind of works because of Michael J. Fox, but it's really not a good movie. It's pretty silly. I mean, it's a metaphor for puberty, whatever. But it didn't need a sequel. But he's in it. Um, he's the star. He is the he is the second Teen Wolf. Um, but then there's a guy who um, you'll you'd recognize. His name's John Aston. You'd recognize him. Did you ever see the original Adam's Family TV show? I don't think so. I mean, okay. probably I've seen scenes from it or whatever. Who was uh, he? Uh, he, uh, I don't even remember who he is in Teen Wolf 2. He's the dean of the school. No, who is he in Adam's Family? Oh, he plays Gomez, the, the oh. father the oh, okay. of the family. So you probably recognize his face. That's, I think, his most well-known thing. But he's, yeah, he's the dean in uh, Teen Wolf 2. I think I think he's the one that gets mad at Jason Bateman for being a werewolf because it's inconvenient, I guess. Um, but John Aston, he's in a movie called The Frighteners. Uh, one of Michael J. Fox's last like film roles before he stepped away. Peter Jackson, right? Uh, yes, we have, before Michael J. Fox stepped away from the Parkinson's. Um, a lot of people were in that movie, but I went with R. Lee Ernie. Does the name mean anything to you? You'll know who the guy is, but does that name mean anything to you? No. He's the drill instructor in Full Metal Jacket. Oh, okay. Um, but he's in a movie called Summersby, which is a post-World War or post-Civil War, American Civil War period piece romance movie. Um, he plays a character called 
Dick Mead. Sure. Uh, but uh, James Earl Jones is in that as a judge. Uh, James Earl Jones is in Kansas uh, with Wolves. So there you go. <laughs> Feel the dreams. Oh, there I don't go. think he's not in Dance with Wolves, but. There we go. Sorry. My, my apologies, James Earl Jones. I didn't mean to cast you in the wrong kind of Is he still with us, James Earl Jones? We lost um, Ray Liotta. Are we just going to lose all our field dreams? Uh, I think he is very old and very retired, but I don't think he has left the mortal coil yet. He's still around. Did he, he do was, a voice for any of the new Star Wars movies? No, the, he was Vader still for a while. I think he stopped doing that now. But yes, he did do... Because they could just AI his voice if they really wanted uh, to. Sadly, yeah, they could. He's so, yeah. He was born in 1931, so he's 92. Whoa. But he's, Pushing 100. He's, Close. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I mean, I think, you know, I mean, it's... Burt Lancaster's gone. Ray Liotta. Kevin Costner's going strong. But yeah, everybody, you know, time is cruel. Comes for us all. Um, but all right, you ready to get some clues to yes, try to guess what, are what, we're we, next what week? should we watch next week? We're on right. kind of a hit, a hit and miss run, at least for, from my perspective. We haven't we'll watched s- like a good, good movie in a while. Searches of the last one. That was the last one. That was, I don't know, a month ago. Um, yeah, so the, uh, I will see. I don't know. This is I've picked, I've picked some not very good movies lately. I just. Uh, you know, I'm trying new things, and you pick bu- fucking Buckaroo Banzai. But I picked Searching I'm before still, that, so my average angry, is better than still yours. Still angry about fucking Buckaroo Banzai. Did you ask your brother? Did he has he ever seen that movie? I haven't talked to him yet. No. Okay, I want to know what, what he thinks. All right, I'll give you a bonus clue. This isn't a movie I've ever seen before. It doesn't. It's probably not, but I've never seen it. So, um, we'll give you the year. Clue number one, 1998. Okay. Year of our Lord. You got it nailed down yet? No? Okay. Um, all right, clue number two. This film was shot. It's a German film. Are you getting worried yet? Um, no. No. Okay. So, can I ask a clarifying question? Sure. Like, they speak German in the movie? They do. I think. Okay. Well, actually, I don't know. Good question. I think I think they do. I don't know. Uh, okay. So here's clue number three. So uh, the Bon Jovi music video, It's My Life, that came out in the year 2000, they based that music video off of this movie. That's clue number three. This is the song for the broken heart. Yeah, that's on. That was a uh, banger back in the day. Boy, I haven't thought of that song in 20 years. Well, then I've, I've done at least one thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I don't I don't know that I've ever seen the music video. The video was... I, yeah, I remember it was like a grainy... It was some sort of like subway... Yeah, that's all I remember. It was like a grainy... It looked like the Matrix is what I remember. Okay. Well, that'll be clue number four. Is it the Matrix? No, it's not the Matrix. Um... The Matrix is not a German language film, and I've seen The Matrix, so definitely not The Matrix. Um, but, so The Matrix was directed by the Wachowskis, who also directed a movie called Cloud Atlas, part of Cloud Atlas. This director of this movie, this Glenn Rafour, also directed a segment in Cloud Atlas. Oh, what a terrible movie that is. Oh, I'd love to pick that one, and... Um, uh, 
make you watch it. And I thought that so it's the Cloud Atlas was not the Wachowskis the whole movie. No, it like was. I think segments there was three that, different. I think there was three different directors. I think it's at least two, but I think there was three. I mean, never knew that. But this, but this director, he, yeah, I mean, the Wachowskis loved this movie, and it was partially an inspiration for the Matrix. Um, hmm. They were a fan of this director, and they worked with him, and he's worked on some of their other movies as well. But no, I don't know. Um, That's okay. clue. Well, I'll give you a couple. So the director is Tom Tickford. Does that help you at all? Nope. Okay. Um, Tom Tickford? Tick, Tickford. Uh, I'm not Tickford. It's T-Y-K-W-E-R. Oh. Tickford. Tickford. Tick. I don't know. Maybe I'm mispronouncing. Um, somebody correct me. Um, I, I mean, at this point, I don't think... I don't know what clue I'm going to give you that's going to help it. Um, so... Okay, I guess I'll give you this, and this will make it as plain as it can make it without just straight up telling you. So, this movie features three concurrent narratives that contradict each other. Like, it's the same story three times that goes three different directions, if that helps you. Nope. Okay. The movie's called Run, Low, Low, Run. Have you oh, ever heard okay. Of it? Yeah. Huh. I mean, all I know about it is that, you know, it's the situation, and it, we see... The setup happens three times, but then it plays each of the three times. And I know a lot of people have loved it and inspired by the Wachowskis, not least of all. I've never seen it. Yeah, I, mean, no, dude, I remember it being a big deal for sure. Yeah, um, but uh, you do have to you have to pay four bucks or whatever to rent it. I didn't see anywhere where yeah, it was available. I reviews. But blind spot for me. I think it'll be fun to watch and talk about. Hopefully. You like it better than uh, the uh, woman that is the star of the movie. She was in the Born, right? The first Born movie with Matt Damon. I think that's maybe. her. Okay, I've not thought about the Born identity movies in a long time. I don't even hardly remember the first one. They're pretty good. Yeah, they're, they're fine. I don't have they're a bad memory. Of them. Spy just, movies. <laughs> yeah, I just don't have a memory of it. I just remember, yeah, being I just yeah being good. But yeah, Run Lola Run. That's gonna be our uh, movie for next week. Okay, Ben, remember, a shoe is in a shoe till someone puts it on. I guess, yeah, it's a shoe. I'd be sure. Michael Jordan rules. And did you ever have the Nike pumps? I think I did Those have the Nike pumps. Those are probably about the only shoes I ever wanted just because I wanted to pump. I think I did have, well, I had the, like, knockoff, not the actual Nike ones. I had some knockoff pump shoe did maybe they the do anything pumps really or something. pumping them do a single no, thing it did nothing it was such a gimmick like it, it like there's literally no change in the shoe whatsoever no matter how much you pump like it there's just no distinction yeah they got tighter they, oh they did get tighter yeah they okay. would get tighter yeah for sure oh, okay so it did do something not that it was helpful but it was right. something okay didn't jump higher or anything like that i didn't make it easier to dunk on joe mauer no did okay. not sad I struggled with that Sure. Hey, you came closer. You dream big. Flew a little too close to the sun. It's okay. Flew higher than me, buddy. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Higher than me. Bye. Bye. Bye.